Good evening, everyone. Friday night, 23rd of July. This is episode 47 of So What's Been Happening. Uh, yeah, what can we say? Um, we're in a couple more days of lockdown, hopefully, and then uh, hopefully, <clears throat> uh, if all goes well, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. But uh, we're still not certain of that. Anything can happen over a weekend. So let's see uh, what Cuz has been up to. How are you, Cuz? Welcome back. Guys, how are you, mate? How's your day? It's been okay. A little bit, little bit productive, uh, but at the same time, a bit obviously a bit of a flat week for a lot of people. Yeah, it has been a bit of a flat week, especially that we had to go extend the um the lockdown a little bit longer. But as you said, hopefully, good news comes around on Tuesday, and we can get out of this and get getting ourselves back into um back into a good place again. Yeah, obviously we've all become uh, COVID experts and terminology and all the all the things that uh, go into understanding one of those uh, press conferences. But they're all talking about no mystery cases, so that's that's got to be a positive out of uh, out of the Victorian lockdown at least. Look, and I think there'll be a couple. A lot of the babies born now, boys' names will be Jerome and Brett, in light of the, in light of them being the um. <laughs> the two most obvious people that we're seeing our television screens all the time now. Yeah, you might be right. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely don't think Dan's going to be one of them, though. No, <laughs> Dan mightn't get a Dan and Gladys mightn't get a mention, but I reckon Jerome and Brett might be up there with them, at least from the boy perspective, anyway. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, there's a, probably a few that won't be, but. Won't name. We won't go into the names. No, we won't name stage. names. Um, now that that'll get us into trouble. Absolutely. So, just a little recap from episode forty-six a couple of days ago, Wednesday night, with uh, with Joyce Pressure, um, mate. This was a fantastic little episode. It was an exciting, exciting night. What do you think? Oh, mate, what an amazing talent! Just a just a natural performer, and just um, I think as Lovey touched on, just the way that she expresses herself like she wears her heart in her sleeve and I think that's I think that's part of the nature of being a talented artist that you're what you you feel what you write and you write what you feel if that makes sense yeah look it's all about uh storytelling and purveying and being able to uh deliver that story the right way and she's definitely one that does that and speaking of that uh Sunday Sunday night at 5 p.m We've got the super talented Karen Fields as well, so this is a this is a good coup for the show um, to to get Karen. I've tried a couple of times, and uh, she wanted to kind of do something after she'd had the launch. Um, I was trying to do something in the lead up to her launch of her album, and sadly through lockdown, that's uh, we've got an opportunity though. So it's not all bad. It's not all bad. We can't wait to uh, do that on a Sunday afternoon. Um, yeah, so uh, just jumping on, we're going all the way to Canada today. Uh, Robert Wine, thanks for jumping on, mate. I know we we started Go a little bit later. Robert's back on. He's got his we timing on. a little bit later, a little bit later just for you, and he hasn't missed it. Uh, and a good mate of ours, uh, Kerry Goulet, the gooch. The gooch. Uh, checking to make sure Robert's awake. So <laughs> I think these guys ring each other and make sure they're tuning in to see what's been check. happening. So. Oh, which is fantastic. A couple Great of good fellas. Great to have you on, boys. Great to have you on. So uh, what are, where are we? Friday night? Um, where would we normally be on a Friday night about now? 
oh, out of I'd, lockdown. I'd like to think you and I'd be heading off to a gig somewhere. Wouldn't we? Would be the, to have a nice cold beer somewhere. That would be would be nice. That's for sure. Um, obviously, uh, Gooch is now up looking for his coffee. So they've got a coffee start. We've got a beer start. So it's uh, it's a nice nice to at least be on the same day at least. Nice little Canada. segue up by the lads. Oh yeah, we'll take that. We will. Um, and speaking of coffee. There's a little way that you can contribute to this show um, at buymeacoffee.com slash so what's been happening, SWBH. Uh, basically, that just helps us keep this, this show afloat. Um, you can jump on that link, uh, send us a few bucks. Hopefully, we buy each other a beer and a, a coffee. And if, uh, if anyone else is around, we'll help pay for any costs that we have incurred to this show. But just a quick shout out. Um, to most business, any business out there that's looking, uh, you know, that things are a little bit tough at the moment. Um, we all know that, and we, anything we can do to help support. Look, I'm I'm trying to bank as much money as I can now to to get out there in the next few weeks and try and support some venues. Um, I'm sure you're going to be doing the same, Cuz. Yeah, for sure, mate. Very important that we do that once we get the ability to be able to go and do that yet again. Because look, look, put on a bit of a selfish hat. We enjoy it, and it helps put money in the pockets of the people we go and see. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so number 47, um, I've obviously got a famous 47, so I don't go and steal my thunder there, But um, we, which which I actually thought was 46, believe it or not, so I'll save that one for, for this show <laughs> now. But have you come up with one, Cuz? Well, <laughs> I think it's the same. So I won't say it because I'm pretty sure it's the same one of yours. But he right was my coach when I was at the Melbourne the 19s, the number 47 right. I'm thinking of. All right. Well, I'll cut to it. And it's the yeah. uh, one of one of, well, I wouldn't say a demon great, but he was a, he was a very, very popular player. And, and one my uncle used to absolutely love when I was a young kid and take me to the footy. And I'll never forget him yelling out his name all the time. And um, possibly the worst footy card ever, though, this one from Alan Jarrett, uh, who played at the Demons. It's, I'm not really sure. Probably the worst footy card you've seen. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not there's not much happening there. It's hardly a famous shot, and he's not doing anything other than jumping over a guy. So he obviously missed uh, missed the photo shoot because they should have used this one from training, which was the standard the standard footy card kind of shot. Um, but he didn't yeah, get the standard one, obviously. Shout out to the great Alan Jarrett who played at North Melbourne as well. He did play at North, yes. I think he was at North in their premiership year. So um, uh, yeah, he would have. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, not, not not a bad not a bad footballer. Um, look, really good coach. Look, lovely bloke. Look, I I saw him oh, not that long ago, probably about two or three years ago, and had a bit of a chat and a catch up with him. Just well, I think we crossed paths at a pub somewhere. So there you go. Obviously before lockdown. Um, yeah, just really great to spend some time chatting to him. I said thanks, mate. You didn't give me the career I wanted in the AFL, but that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I yes. wasn't bitter. Yes. Um, and some good news announced during the week. Um, this is a bit of a comeback tour for something for Kate, which yeah, I saw will be, that. Yeah, will be fantastic. They're already venue selling out already, which is awesome. Uh, they're going to have a second show at the Forum as well, which possibly my favourite venue in Melbourne. So I'm going to be trying to definitely sneak a ticket or two to to get to that one. Sounds like a good plan, mate. So Friday night, obviously the pies. Right now, the Collingwood Footy Club playing Port Adelaide. Yeah, and um, Scott Penelbury's gone down already, injured. What's happened there? That's that's a big loss. I think he's done his calf, it looked like, but they've brought on the great man. 
who's the great man? Give me, give me, give it's me some. The great Mason Cox made as the sub. Okay, right. Is um, an interesting um, sub choice. Yeah, he is. Uh, you don't often see a, a big ruckman um, in there, as well. He's not just a ruckman, is he? He's a real forward these days, um, and sometimes a key back as well. But uh, he's going to be interesting. Um, come on as a medical sub. You don't. You know, you're probably not getting four quarters out of him at the moment, so he's got to play a full game today. So that's going to be a little bit tougher. Um, well, you but wouldn't, good think there's too many seven, wouldn't think there'd be too many seven-foot subs, subs going around. No. Uh, normally you're trying to kind of save that medical sub for someone with a little bit of dash that can come on and give you a bit of spark later in the game. But a bit of yeah, running carry all that sort of stuff. Different angle, that's for sure. So it's good to see he's, he's battled out in the seconds um, in the VFL for a few weeks now. So... It's good to see him get another opportunity. Might be a uh, might be a little precursor to to trading him. Who knows? Who knows? You never know. No, I think um I think our I think our esteemed colleagues ready to join us. Oh, he hasn't joined us yet. That's for sure. <laughs> so let's see if he uh, logs in shortly. Oh, God, he's a shocker. Um, I know Berkey's uh, shot me a message. Nothing like uh, nothing like no reception where he is, so that <laughs> he won't be able to. I think we all need to put in and just buy Berkey some new internet. Yeah, well, shout out to Telstra, um, who he's on. We're on with Telstra, and he still can't get a good connection, so he pays the top dollar and can't get any connection. So, Berkey, you might have to move in a little bit further from the bush. Um, a little bit closer, maybe, for the great yeah, man. You might need to pedal that generator on Sunday, ready for Sunday's show, because you don't want to be missing that one. No, um, no, that'd be a good one. Yeah, so let's let's just have a little chat about what's coming up uh, this weekend. Obviously, we've we've had the lockdown week. Um, we've had the news of a little bit longer uh, extension, obviously, and uh, now we're into the weekend. Something to look forward to. Let's let's kick off with uh, with the footy, actually. Um, so tonight, we've uh, we've obviously got uh, the pies, pies and, and the Port, power touched on, and and Porter up by nineteen points, uh, almost very close to half time. So that's which, I wouldn't which say you think they should win that. I can't see I can't see the pies winning that. No, no. And then we 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 switch to Saturday with uh, with Carlton and North at Marvel Stadium at one forty five. Uh, well, it could be a danger game for the Blue Baggers because um, the big fella's yeah. out, Mackay. Yeah, and North had a win. I did that. I did. I did it last week, or they got close. If they two weeks ago, they, or they they played Essendon last week. That's right. Two weeks. Two weeks ago. Um. So I think yeah, I think we we'll both we both kind of think Carlton or, or should win that one. Um. So that one's on Foxtel, and we go to Channel Seven with uh, at a three ten game. Uh, up at the up to the Gabba, the battle. Of Brisbane, effectively, or the or Queensland with the Gold Coast. So Brisbane Gold Coast could be a da- another danger game for for the Brisbane yeah, line. I reckon that could be. I don't reckon that's just lay them as there as what a lot of people might think. Yeah, very true. Um, I, I think the Gold Coast are starting to get a bit of belief in their in their systems and how they go about it, and I think they're um they're not they're they're a long way from the basket case they once were. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so that'll be interesting. Now, obviously, the Lions starting favourites there. Uh, let's move to West Coast and St Kilda, four thirty-five over in W over in the WA, Perth, the big WA. Um, 
which almost seems to be another country at the moment. They've sliced off the border beautifully yes. and operating very independent uh, of of the Western is or that, cutting off and, and east town. Big shout out to our WA friends, but is that just them to a T though? Are, are they just this all COVID's given them is what they've always wanted to be. Yeah, they have got their wish to, to secede from the rest of the country. Slice it off and um, pretend we don't exist. So uh, for now, they've yeah. got their way. They've got their way. So they'll be pushing pretty hard for a WA final. I am sure oh. about that. And then, yeah, I think they will be. I would say the match of the week, um, which is a reschedule, too, and being being brought forward. Um, Melbourne seven twenty five up against. The Western Bulldogs. It's going to be close. Melbourne starts short price favourites, dollar eighty four to two dollars. So it's going to be, it's going to be a close game. One versus two. Should be two. a great game of footy. Yeah, I think um, it's going to be interesting to see what Melbourne bring because it's going to be, it's going to be close. That's for sure. Speaking of yeah, close, look, think- how are you, Lovey? Hey boys, how are we? Good, <laughs> welcome. Looks like we're going straight yeah. to the. Straight to the lounge tonight. I'm uh, up and uh, decided, fuck the little bloody alcove I'm normally in. I'm, I'm straight in here. I'm in the, oh, I'm hang in, on. I'm in the corporate box, mate. It's got top shelf. I'm in the corporate box. Uh, look at the room. Just standing, really. There you go. Uh, yeah, cop that. So, any, any I heard you say from... Any chance of a flyby from Sears at some stage? No, no. So I heard that there was a. Uh, did you say Worst Coast before, mate? Is it deliberate? Yeah, almost. Yeah, <laughs> worst almost. Coast. Well, yep. You know, I, I, I'm with you. You should just chop off Western Australia. I don't care if they're listening or not, mate. They just they've cried for years. They wanted to be their own country. Good. <laughs> so yeah, piss off. Yeah, they've got their road test. That's for sure. See if they <laughs> we should cut the border off and not take anything over and see how they go fending for themselves for a while. But wow, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have fun with I, that financial board. Yes. Oh, no, yeah. Can you imagine it? Hey, oh. how soon would they be crying poor Matthew? You reckon? There's some really nice people over there. Some really smart people over there, but there's some dead set rock apes too. And it's just a, an absolute. It's a shit show in most of that place. So, and it's the same yeah. with their two football teams. Yeah, well, we'll come back to come back to one of them in a second. But West Coast um, play St Kilda. What's your thoughts there, Lovey? It's no, it's no certainty, is it? Because uh, it's over there, I'm going West Coast. But um, if it was back over here to be St Kilda, I think that's the only thing. And that, that, that's that's what, that's the point I'm making. West Coast may sneak into finals, but they're just not up to it. They're, they're like another 10, 10, 11 football teams. Does Perth hold the fear that it used to have for interstate size, you reckon? It, it still would. For me, it still would if the crowd was there because then you're down five decisions straight away each and every game. Yep. You're automatically yep. down five or six free kicks. doesn't matter. I don't care who you are. Uh, free kick can over there. And South Australia and the interstate teams and they're playing Victoria. It's just an, it's just one of those things. Um, but the dimensions of that ground still catch a lot of teams out in the hot too. So it would be. But do you think? Um, 
do you think teams have got better at that travel component now? I mean, it was used to be the long road trip and it was the road trip back that was the problem as well. So I don't know. We're interested in your thoughts on that, on that boys, whether we've got better at it after all these years or is it still one of those mind, mind over body uh, discussions? Because I think that I think you're spot on, mate. That was the issue. It wasn't so much the playing there, even though, as you touched on, Lovey, it's a different ground with the dynamics and that. But I think it was the coming back that size seemed to struggle with. I think I think the league, and this is where um, I can see the interstate teams and how they crack the shits a bit, particularly the WA teams, but even the Brisbane teams now. Um, they have to travel every second week. So if we're moaning about it, we're moaning about the travel, and yet on a, on a good year, your team wouldn't travel more than four times a year from Victoria. Uh, if we're pissing and moaning about it, then the interstate teams have got every right to also. But um, I, I reckon the AFL's got the fixture a little bit more fairer across a lot more of the Victorian teams. Um, very rarely have you seen, even, even though, for instance, with Essendon, we've travelled five times every year for the last 10 years, but I've noticed that our day breaks have been a little bit better. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those things. We, and the other the other facet too is um, teams that travel interstate regularly, uh, it's because you've got big fan bases and the NFL just wants to fill the coffers. They're not going to send, with all due respect, you're not going to keep sending North Melbourne interstate against other clubs because yeah, they won't make much. Spot you know, on. Um, I think... I, I, what I find weird, though, has, has been the, the, the good rub that Collingwood's had uh, over the years with not having to travel interstate as often as some of the other bigger Victorian clubs. But, I mean, they, they went five times last year. You know, I think the year before, uh, sorry, in 2019. And they went five year, five times the year before that. So everyone's getting their fair whack at it. Um, but there would be a bit of science to it now, absolutely. There, there, there definitely is a science to it. I think they... Players are a lot more regimented. They're structured a lot better to go into recovery at certain times when they've come off a plane. Um, and people underestimate what they actually do between finishing the game and then getting to the airport. There's a bit in that too. Definitely. Definitely. All right, last game to wrap up the round. Um, the Essendon Bombers against the Giants up at Metricon. Another game at Metricon. Um Dollars, uh, bombers short, short price favourites again. Um, how, how's that going to pan out, boys? Is that a euphemism then? Dollars, bombers, <laughs> yes, dollars, yes. bombers, absolutely. Uh, um, you go, Glenn. Oh, look, I th- no, Toby Green helps, <laughs> no, Callum yep. Ward helps. Yep, yeah, there's a few yeah. out, definitely. I think got to be a chance, but I don't know. What do you think, Lovey? Oh, thanks, thanks, mate. Your insight was just amazing. <laughs> yeah, amazing, um, wasn't it? Gave me oh, far out. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced playing Dylan Shield off the back of literally zero match practice is is the best way of going about it. But um, look, we match up well on them. I think we might be a touch top heavy up back because I don't think their forward line is going to be as as big. Uh, I, I think that. Our forward line is set up perfectly because it's so random and it's so unpredictable. Um, I think 
I think if we're fair income, and if we actually want to surprise the rest of the comp and want to play finals, we have to win this game. These are the games you win because typically they're the games that we lose. Um, GWS, people keep underestimating them a little. I still rate them a bit, particularly their midfield. But if you break even in there, you win the game. What's What's the issue with them? You think, mate? What? Why? Why do they keep not I quite getting this. to the? I've said it for the, the last four to, to the end, yeah. so to speak. I've said it the last four or five years. Frankenstein was put together in pieces in the movie. This thing was the same. They got <laughs> yeah. all the much. They got all the talent in the world, and they chucked it all together. And they haven't had a coach yet. And Leon Cameron, I, I, I know he got them to a grand final three years ago, but. Um, I I just don't think they play finals as well. Uh, sorry, they don't play as a team as well as those top four sides. And I don't think that uh, just because there's a whole bunch of talent, they can just turn it on. They've found that out. Their depth isn't as strong as what people thought it would be. Uh, they just rely on their top 12 players, and that's it. And if they're not in the yeah. park together regularly, they're not going to win games of footy. Do you think they think they're a bit better than what they are? No. No, I actually think they're pretty humble. I, I, and, yep. and you can tell because their, their behaviours, they're almost downtrodden. When they get done, they're, they're actually almost a bit, you know, they go into their shell more than having a bit of chest out and saying we're not going to cop this anymore and we're too good. They're not Richmond, that's for sure. You know, Richmond have, a, have an arrogance about them that's well earned um, who feel like they can get out of any hole. And they've, they've earned that. GWS don't act like that, though. So I think they're pretty humble. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they are too. Look, I, I was just asking, I don't think they're arrogant at all. But they just, they just seem to find a way at times not to get over it, not to, as you said, they're at that fifth and ninth position, but they just can't seem to find a way to break out of the top four. And... Yeah. Yeah, to and, me, that's, that's having... Have, have I don't know whether they need to recruit more or whatever it is to sort of find that avenue into there. Jeremy Cameron moving on was always going to hurt. Yep, I don't sure. care anyone sees. He may have only kicked 30 goals last year, but it's structure, it's purpose. It's it's having the intent of knowing someone's up there to push forward. And if you're consistent with, it, with the way you go in, and you know what's going to be happening, you're going to be far more dangerous. So, you know, the fact that they haven't really got a massive goal-kicking Target or a forward target. I mean, Finlayson's a great second, third, tall forward. No, he's not. He shouldn't be the big banana. He's not the big banana. So, um, I, I think they just. You're probably right. They need to get back to. Probably need to. Maybe they need to offload a couple of the big signings that they had from a few years back. Get it. Get a bit of trade value and get in a key forward. Because that's hurt them. Yeah. Do you reckon they'd target someone from somewhere else? Who do you reckon they might target? Well, before he came off, before he came off the uh, possible trade table earlier this week, it wouldn't have surprised me if they would have gone for Jake Stringer. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah he could have been a good fit, for sure. He, but yeah, great, great news, great news for the Bombers. Um, signing, getting another signature. I'm not sure whether you boys agree that it was a great signing to keep him, but I, I think uh, I definitely think he's got a couple of years in him. I think he's definitely. Let's see now. I mean, he's played his best footy right now, coming up into a contract uh, as as players tend to. Uh, let's see if he can keep that momentum going. It's heavily incentivised. 
each year. It, it, I know they said there's a there's an option for a fourth, um, but it would be heavily incentivised year on year, no doubt. And, I, and I'm happy with that. I reckon that's what he should be getting, heavily heavily incentivised. Yeah. Incentivised. I, I, I think that's I think the way to go all, with him. I believe I they all should be like that. Yeah, yep. correct. Absolutely spot on. Absolutely, because too many contracts are drafted up on on potential, uh, and that's where clubs get in trouble. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, um, well look what Collingwood did when they got close to that flag that year, hmm. and they and they're still yeah. paying for that. Well, Graham Wright said tonight they've got another year's worth of uh, savage cuts to go yet. So it'd be interesting to see who else goes out of that club end of the year. Well, speaking of. Um, Payments and continuous payments. I think I think Melbourne's finally finally paid off all those uh, players that we've handballed off over time, and I think we just finished our last payment for Woe Woden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ten ten or twelve years later, very uh, nice, as yes. I think uh, now we've just sold selling or the Bentley Club, so that'll that'll free up some cash. So it's been a long time since. Melbourne's operated on that side of the ledger, on the positive side, yeah. and I might have some cash in the bank. Was Bowie, um, was Bowie literally gone within two years of winning the Brownlow? Well, some some argue it was the luckiest guy since Dipper to win a Brownlow, but um, it looks yeah, hard. It's, he's still got it. He's still got yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, look, I think um, it's always a, always one of those ones when you when a player wins a Brownlow, what do they bring the next couple of years? And Oh, you know, I think he was a great get for Collingwood personally, and I was pretty filthy on Melbourne for trading him at the time. But um, in the end, he didn't he didn't do too much for Collingwood, do too much damage against us. He seemed to play well against us, which that generally happens. <laughs> he um, but his was more attitude, I think, from what I heard. Not long yep. after he won the brand, I think his became a bit of an attitude type thing. It was a bit wasn't it working as hard. Sure. I think Melbourne probably did the right thing for themselves long term, but uh, obviously not by the contract that they signed him on at the time. No, we tend to uh, we were very good at long, long winded, lengthy contracts and all uh, all back ended paid paid towards the end, which was which was kind of scary when you didn't have any cash. It got us the player, but boy, did we load up at the end. And speaking of loading up at the end, um, it still amazes me that this massive 10-year deal that they did with Buddy. Uh, and it looks like he's going to, it looks like he's going to probably play it out and potentially get another one or two. So what's he got? Um, is it this year, is this year his last year of the 10 year? No, next I think year. he's one more. Yeah. Okay. One more. And then he's a chance for at least one more after that. I think. Um, you could. You could. Uh, as good as he is, he's not, he's, he's not getting on the park. Yeah, I don't why, think his body's his body's going to be what's let what lets him down. And look, he's a family man now, married, two kids. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if he uh, how he goes there. You know, you know, you know what will happen. You know what I think. If if they somehow believe they can give him another year or two on top of this, that says to me the cola allowance is back in big time. Well, they they supposedly going to be about the cola thing. They want they the cola thing back. Given. Cause they'll be they'll be they will have been given the cola a hundred percent then if that's yeah. the case because otherwise why would you deny a young fella the ability to get onto the list and and, and you know a guy like Joe Marty he should be becoming the key forward within the next twelve months not Buddy yep, yep. 
Hey, what about the bike running around for the Essendon 2 tomorrow? Yeah, oh, it's it's oh. You know what? Someone's going to have a crack at that. You know, hey, don't laugh it off. Someone's going to have a crack and talk to him in the preseason. Well, why wouldn't you? 100%. 100%. And why don't we? <laughs> well, we won't clear him until he gives us a, he gives a jumper back. <laughs> well, I think, um... how, how, how does he turn up on the Bombers VFL team? How does that happen? Easy. He's sublisting. Done. He played one social game in WA, then all of a sudden he's playing for the Bombers. Yeah. yeah. Let's hope his clearance got through. <laughs> he, he looks um, like <laughs> something else we've cheated at otherwise. Um, yeah. I could tell you one thing, though. He'd be pretty welcome at the Demons. Uh, Lever, May, and Rance would be pretty impressive across that back three. He'd be, uh, well, that's okay. Be you, you can give us Petty then. Uh, yeah, take I'd, Petty I'd, off your hands. Yeah, I'll, I'll swap him. I'll take Rance for a year, for sure. I'd for even petty? take... Uh, yep. For Petty? Yep. yep. Oh, you're being a lunatic now. You, you're you're no. being a lunatic. No, that's mid. Mate, Petty's going to be a gun. You are no, being a stock think... standard. Blow your fuses. My crackers are going, Melbourne supporter. You're, you're just... <laughs> you're having a, a summer out. You're having a day out for a year, and you just... Then you're making silly comments. No, look, I think... Uh, uh, I didn't jump on the bike jump on before. To be perfectly honest, Petty has done a great job as a step in for sure. Um, he's he's definitely played above his years as being his first year player, and to come out, come in now and and fulfil a role that was a was a big hole. Um, he's been fantastic. Where does it put so, Tomlinson? Where's where? Tomlinson? Oh, I think he's got to push up. I think he's got to push up a bit more, Tomlinson, and uh, he's definitely capable of doing that. Him on one side, Langdon on the other, and and I think. Um, we'd go all right across those wings. The wings are still one of those positions that you like in the, obviously in the VFL, we, we, where we used to have no wingers. Um, I think that that's definitely part of the game again now. And you get a good runner across there, across through there that can stay there most one. importantly. Yeah. But just a quick one. Tomlinson was playing key defender in there when he got injured. Yeah, that's right. And that's why I think when he comes back, Petty probably keeps that spot and Tomlinson pushes up a bit more. Yeah, okay. But because yeah. um, we are getting you know quite tall can, back there, that's all. You know who I can see getting um, Alex Rance if it happened? You know who it is. It's down the highway. They're, they're, they're absolute no, uh, guns again. at doing that sort of thing. Not again. Mate, but you know, they're going to do it again, could they? You know they do it that well. You know they do it. Henderson's pretty much finished after this year. If they win a flag, Henderson's out. So Rance will be in for sure. They would do it, no question. That's how they. I'm that's in, how they roll, mate. I'm picking. That's the how same. they roll, though, isn't it? That's them to a T, isn't it? That's that's. Yeah. They, they, they wait, then pick off, don't they? They'll pick him up for two hundred and fifty, three hundred a year, and they'll go beautiful. Not a problem. We'll give you a two year deal. Yep. Just a quick shout out. I know he was going to jump on the show, but he was. I noticed he was in the back back stage and a few things went pear-shaped and now I think he's had to go and reload and set up what he's actually doing tonight. But a shout-out to our good friend Dave Cosma who's doing a out-of-the-EJ live sessions tonight, which will be interesting. So that kicked off around 8.30 about five minutes ago. So if you don't oh, like beautiful. listening to us, feel free to jump across and uh, check out the, our great mate Dave Cosma. Don't go Dave too quick, Correct. And then come back. Um, yeah, so yeah, we'll probably yeah, hear. Yeah. Yeah. We can watch him later. Reaction. 
So some other good news outside the AFL is the storm is still flying, mate, and Pappenhausen's back. So uh, I think they've made the right call, giving him as much as much time as he needed um, to get one, most importantly, get his confidence up, and two, make sure he wasn't suffering any other constant uh, symptoms of that concussion. So uh, I believe he ha- he's, hasn't started the game, um, and the storm have obviously kicked off kicked off with a flyer already. So they're uh, they're already up ten nil um, against the Cowboys, and they're on their way. They're on their way again. So it'd be interesting to see if um, during the week. There was a bit of news that they're going to try and get that young Brisbane boy down a bit earlier, Coates, Davy Coates. So if that could happen and they could qualify him and get him to play finals, um, would be very, very impressive. But it looks like they're going to lose the captain, Dale Finucan, to another club because they're not going to be able to get the dollars required. So that'll be a big loss, big loss for the Storm. So this is their year, that's for sure. What do you think, Lovey? Uh, look, whilst Bellamy, uh, 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 I never ever put the coach as a contributing, uh, a significant contributing factor to any team success. It's he's probably like the twenty third player in the AFL. He's just one of the cogs. But while Bellamy's still there at the helm of the Storm, um, they'll always be top two, and they'll play in the grand final this year again. There's no, it's just a, it, it'll probably be Panthers, but. I mean, they've got to be about almost three dollar favourites by now, don't they? Two dollar fifty favourites, the Storm. It makes me sick, but I think um, you know they're they're, they're just travelling beautifully. Everyone thought they'd drop out of the top eight with no Cam Smith, and yet, you know, clearly they've they've under underestimated how well Bellamy uh, gets his depth going, uh, backs his players in. You know, like you know, cheesy cheesy Smith. He, he's he's actually having his best year on record now. And he's not even not even mentioned. So a guy like that's playing really well. Obviously, the Pappenhausens and Munsters always get the job done. But you know they keep they keep bringing these players in. They keep developing younger blokes through as well. It's just the absolute um, benchmark of how to run your football list in the, in the in the rugby league. And even that fat guy up north, what's his name? The guy that's on um, on the state of origin a lot uh, hates Melbourne. Absolutely hates Melbourne. Oh, Gould. Um, Phil Gould. Phil Gould. Yep. Even he's acknowledged that Melbourne's, Melbourne is how you run a club. He said that himself. So they're flying, it's, mate. Yep. It's, it's the um, it's the lattice work they had to run it, isn't it, really, how they've done it? They're they just the bee's nose, aren't they, really? But it's, the a whole... very simple, it's a very similar model um, to what Geelong are doing in the AFL. They... They cherry pick a couple of blokes and they they get the best out of them and they don't pay big bucks for a lot of those blokes that come in as second and third, fourth string players and they always bat really deep on the bench and um, they do it again and then Storm are going to lose about three players this year that you'd think oh god he's way too good to be gone but that's the kind of thing Bellamy does is they make them all good uh, and good luck to all those players that have to unfortunately have to leave. But he loses three. He then picks up five or six that are probably not as good on paper, but develops yep. them. And that's, that's the thing. He, yep. he's, he, you know, AFL media are hilarious. Every time there's some sort of uh, underrated player, they call it Moneyball. It's just bullshit, right? So proper Moneyball is exactly that. If you're losing yep. a particular player, 
you have to you have to try and lowball three other blokes to come in and do the same job cumulatively to get the same stats, right? That's yep. what Bellamy does. That's all he ever does. He gets a couple of young blokes as well that tap in along the way. That's how you do it. That's how you get. That's how you get it done. Not like the St George boys. My boys are dragons. The uh, the COVID haters. Have we finished our punishment yet? Or are we still halfway through it? Or you know, the amazing part about the dragons is they're sitting seventh, seventh at the moment. Right, <laughs> seventh at the moment, and they're how paying. How is that? They're paying one hundred and fifty dollars for the premiership. So. I- you know, they've got to be you worth a lazy two dollar coin though, surely. Mate, I've already thrown fifty on it. But have you have you <laughs> for a team that's seventh seven, for a team that's seventh and seventeen games in, they've got a negativity of um minus thirty, I think it is. It's one of the highest negativities you've ever seen a team that after seventeen rounds in seventh position. It's just we either get smashed or we just scrape a win. It's yeah, well, they've, they've shortened that a little bit back, and they're back to minus 24 now. So um, and We were at minus 60 at one stage. Yeah, well, the Raiders are sitting at uh, minus 72, so they've, they've got a worse record as well. So it's, Watch, um, them. Watch them coming late. Yeah, I think late, the Raiders though. are coming. Yep, the Raiders are coming for sure. Watch them coming late. They're, uh, if they get into the finals, they'll, they'll make a mad dash at it. Heighton's a, he's, he's a freak. He's a great footballer. Uh, not Heighton, yeah. Heighton. And a great he's win. He's a very good footballer. Great win from them last night against the Eels too. So, uh, well, they've dropped off a bit. The Eels, they, they, yeah, they've true. dropped away a bit after the first half of the year. So, they've just come back to the pack a bit. I'm still wary about the Roosters too. I know that they haven't got the same club. Sorry, the same list, but you know they're still coached very well. Yeah, and they had a great win tonight. The Roosters against the Knights, twenty-eight to eight. So another. Another solid session for those boys. So they're tuning up at the right time too. What about great wins, boys? What about the Aussies last night winning the soccer? Yeah, I yeah, well, it's got to be a surprise though, surely. (laughs) It's a big surprise. Argentina was short boys' favourites for the tournament. Yep, absolutely. They're number one, aren't they? Ranked. Well, I was on when I was online earlier today, and um, I follow Lucy Zelich on Twitter, and. She said it's almost the biggest result Australia's had since the, it's easily the biggest result they've had since the World Cup in 20, 2006. Yeah. So it's 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 massive. And Argentina blew up overnight. They they actually lost the plot. Uh, it was just carnage. So yeah. for us, brilliant, love it. And the goals were clean too. Like they were just oh, they were really good. <laughs> How was that goal for the the second goal the way it came on? I don't know. <laughs> just Ninety kept... seconds, second touch. Was going was... Jack was going berserk. He had it on Delaney. He goes, yes, 90 seconds. It and it looked in as soon as it left his boot. Yeah, oh, exactly right. Exactly right. Pretty impressive. Um, I just want to play this little quick vid and then we'll, we'll have a chat about uh, what's coming up and what we're looking forward to. By the way, I like the lockdown background, mate. Well done. It's... Um... Very nice. Jeez. Chains and keys, yeah. I said last night I had a dream. When I got to Africa, I had one hell of a rumble. I had to beat Tarzan's behind first for claiming to be the king of the jungle. Fair manoeuvre. 
Bolton got away brilliantly and he's ahead of the field at the moment and uh, Bolton going round, here comes Usain Bolt, Usain Bolt storming through, he takes it again, Blake gets the silver, 9.64. One of those moments. One of those moments. Look, this moment with Kyle, mate, we can't see. Is it a, is it a weirdo video? One second. Sorry. <laughs> Just... right. Come on, mate. <laughs> Got it off the screen, but it decided it kept playing on uh, on my computer. So. Um, yeah, just touching on that on that video, obviously that one at the start, one of the most amazing scenes of all time with Muhammad Ali lighting that torch. Um, yeah, you reckon he was trembling? Uh, I still still gives me shivers thinking of uh, that that special moment. And then there was a couple other moments outside of the Olympics in that in that footage, but um, the next one for me was obviously the great Usain Bolt with that memorable. Memorable dash, and we've had plenty of awesome Olympic moments. But just on the Olympics coming up and just kicked off, we just touched on uh, the start of the start of uh, the Socceroos campaign. But what sport are you looking forward to? And we're going to nominate uh, a sport each that we're going to keep a close eye on. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what's yours? Oh, uh, let's go with you, Cuz. I actually like watching the hockey at the at the. Olympics. I enjoy watching yeah. the hockey. That's a very um, bit Peter Landy of you, mate. To uh... <laughs> Peter Landy. Yeah, you'd be out watching uh, the, the rowing as well, I guess. The rowing mm. was on this afternoon, and uh, it's an interesting sport, rowing. Um, I reckon yeah. Cousin like being on the cocks in the crew. You know, like he'd really enjoy that. Um, I think Cars uh, heads up the coxless four, mate. Um, yeah, good on. Yeah, yeah. Right, oh, lovey. What do you got? Well, I've always because I used to swim as a kid. Um, I've always enjoyed the swimming. Um, we're a massive chance to be almost the number one swimming team this this time around in the Olympics. I think got a legitimate chance. Ariana Titmus will be. Tell you what, if she wins a two and four, I reckon the rest of the team will just go berserk. Uh, it'll be yeah. fantastic. Um, basketball's always going to interest me, uh, both men's and women's. Yep. Uh, I, I, I'll, be, uh, I'll actually be watching the, the road race, the bike road race too, because we've just watched the Tour de France. And yeah, that's um, I always enjoy watching that 50. I think it's like a 60K sprint or something like that. And always good fun. Um, Probably, I, I don't really get into the track and field for some moment because we've been so poor at it for so many years. I just don't really look at it. But um, yep. oh, look, it's the Olympics, right? You're still going to watch it. Is that guy who came fifth in the Tour of the Fantasy going in the road race? Is he in the Olympics? Uh, Richie Port. No, no, no. There's another guy who came fifth in Australia. I, I, oh, I'm going to say Connor with no confidence, but yeah, him. He's racing. I think both our boys are having a run. Well, that's an amazing effort, first time up. Well, the fact that you've just finished 27 or 20-odd days of three weeks of riding through the like, French Alps and then you're, then you're, <laughs> yeah. then you're back in the After travelling on a, on a plane for two days, it's they just do it. They, they, they obviously just love it. I, I, I don't know. I've I made my balls a bit better than that, but... 
Um, they've obviously attuned to it. They're ready to go. They. That's why I love it. And I like. I actually like watching it. I actually yep. enjoy watching the race in the Olympics. I've um, woken up, uh, woken up many a time, about two or three in the morning, and Saitel's watching and hooked on the, the Tour de France and uh, the great yeah. voice of Phil Liggett. Phil Liggett. Um, put me back yeah. to sleep. So it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty addictive, and especially the scenery through French Alps and God knows what. It's just I, I would absolutely love to put that on the bucket list and, and be able to do it yeah. one day. I've had one mate that's gone over and done it and absolutely loved it. So we You'd must, be the guy uh, that dressed up as a devil too, wouldn't you? You'd do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair to say. I wouldn't be keeping up love, those guys. I love the spectators who constantly get hit by the cyclists. They're idiots. Stay off the bloody road. Simple, simple task. Jesus. Um, not right. rocket science. Kind of like Obviously the same guys that, that lean out when the, the rally car comes flying past, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Probably yeah. not. Get that smooth. camera. Get that camera. Yeah. They somehow they fall under the car car. too. Don't get hit. I, yeah. I um. I'll probably follow the soccer too now, you know, both the men's and women's with a win each. And you know what? You know what is always hilarious to watch and fun to watch? Especially they put the cameras under the water is water polo and how brutal it actually is. Oh, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Mate, the guys mate, are getting some of, those blokes, some of those people in that boys and girls, like, like men's and women's, they yeah. are psychopaths. They are just yeah. evil people who want to hurt other people. That's, that's, the, that's the only reason they do that sport. You're allowed to kick it. You're allowed to kick off each other and punch each other underwater and bring it. Bring more of it. I still reckon one of the best things I saw at one of the Olympics one year was I think I think America are playing somebody in the water polo, and the ref goes foul, foul, and the black the American guy calls out, "What for?" And he goes, "Mate, you're holding him under the water." Yeah. <laughs> so the guy's the guy's standing, he's got his head under the water, and he goes, <laughs> "What do you mean?" Yeah. <laughs> they are Can forgetting that? Those, got those underwater cameras. That's for sure. They're oh, forgetting yeah. about that. It's um, it's going to be an interesting Olympics this one. And uh, athletics is always one that I like. But I've always watched. Uh, given that we've generally been fairly dominant in swimming, um, it's always a great, a great start to uh, to the Olympics. But yeah, uh, it's fair to say we've had been a little bit disappointing in the last couple of Olympics, I believe. Um, maybe because that's so much pressure and we've had such a great the um, the era. Money. So I think uh, back since the Phelps days that, you know, he was incredible. Uh, Phelps is still one of the greatest sporting moments and what he was able to achieve. Um, and then obviously we had our own Aussies that went through, um, through that phase. People don't... People don't pay attention to it. The, the, the amount of medals that bloke alone in the Olympics has got. Yep. It's just extraordinary. And they go, a lot of people go, oh, yeah, but he's got so many disciplines he could win in it. It's like gymnastics. It's like, well, yeah, but he's got to be the best in the world to get them. And the fact he can do it in so many disciplines makes him so bloody good. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's – I don't think as much as he's got he, – he's got, I think, 27 Olympic medals all up. 27. Um, I I still don't think that probably tops Usain Bolt three feet hundred meters, but geez, it's got to be close. Yep. It's got to be bloody close. You know, I mean, people were saying people were saying Ian Thorpe was the best swimmer of all time before uh, Phelps came along. I think 
Um, Thorpey's only got four individual gold medals. I think we're swimming in interesting, interesting parties. There's a lot more countries that are more competitive, and I think that's why it's even the, harder to win it. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it used to be just America versus Australia, but now it's... Almost, yeah. yeah, now other countries will come with the four. A lot of the European countries are, are coming up. Italy and England in particular are really good at swimming now. Um, I don't think you'll get any African countries in a hurry. It's just not their thing. Um, yeah, it, it, it is becoming a lot more global, but so is every other bloody sport. Look at basketball. If you, yep. if you told me, you told me 15 years ago Argentina is going to be the number two team in the world, I would have laughed at you. Yeah, I think um, the NBA's got a lot to be thankful for there with uh, with their diversity and and the players and it's some of those African nations are really going to kick on now in basketball um, with the ability of some of those players to go back and play for host countries and or their, their I think the money country. the money going into the European competitions has helped too all the money yeah. that's been flying around floating around for that that's, uh, that's yeah the Italians help. big budget in Italy as well now so they're oh, they're Spain. Do well, Spain. Spain have kind of always been one of those teams that Australia's yeah. always struggled against. Um, so yeah, but I look ball, forward to basketball. It, Basketball's week week two is it in the Olympics. Is that right? Uh, ah, yeah, late week one. Yeah, yeah late might week be. One. I'm not sure. Yeah, might be the crossover because I know. Yeah. Always remember seeing uh, some swimmers in the crowd. So I dare say that's not happening this year, and they'll be kicked so, out of the village pretty quick. Smart. What about those other elite sports? So yachting. You, you'll be following the yachting, will you, Aaron or Glenn? Will you be following the yachting or a bit of synchronized swimming? We'll be getting the Glenn's a bit of a Glenn's a bit of a swim cap in, in honor. Fencing foot, foot skiff man for sure. Uh, Glenn, I know <laughs> Glenn enjoys his his yachting prowess. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, fencing. I, I mate, I love fencing tactically. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I know Glenn's a bit more of a synchronized swimmer himself, but um, and I dare say he'll be watching Rick Disneck in the gymnastics as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope Glenn can relate to Rick Disneck. I reckon there's, there's a lot of that. Yes, there'd be a lot um, of that. I think he could he could be a diver too, um, Greg Laganis style. I, I think for sure. Some of the oh, great. The remember, that one the, remember that one hit the hit the board? Oh, I remember it well. That was. Um, I thought know. he was dead. I was eight years old. I thought he was dead. Yeah, yeah I think they. Everyone thought he was at the time, and he uh, came good though. Very best thing was about it was that, the best thing about it was that they, they hit the water, but they still put the scores up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> My dad's first reaction it was um, it was basically. Is that the American? Oh well, suffer. <laughs> oh, that's tough. That's how, good, tough. how good a word just, is suffer? Suffering oh, your yeah. jocks, maybe, or just suffer? <laughs> it was just straight up. Well, uh, is that the American? Yeah. Well, suffer. He just, he, he just dad fired up for the Olympics mainly because in nearly every sport he thought that Australia could beat America. It didn't matter, and then he. He'd be pissed off for some reason why Phil Smythe couldn't bring Australia over the line against the Yanks in the Olympics and blah, blah, blah. I, I look back and I go, yeah, Dad, probably a different level comp league. One thing I'm I really going, enjoyed... I'm not going to watch the, um, the, the opening, boys. Before, oh, hang on a second, mate. We're nearly done, mate. You don't have to cut the show early. Before, that's, that's just really poor behaviour. How is that poor behaviour? What, are you, are you the commentator? 
Calm down, mate. We're, we're, we're done in two minutes. We're done in two minutes. We're done in two minutes. What are you, I dare say you're not comparing or you're not uh, choreographing this thing, mate. Well, so just well, give us. Why do you want to see? Why do you want to see? What do we expect to see, mate? Give us a scoop. What do, what do we expect to see? I don't I know. I'm, I'm not seeing it. That's why I want to see what it is. Thank oh, you, bloods. Shit out. You've seen ten other Olympic games, haven't you? Or twelve? Or how old are you? You've probably seen the last twenty Olympic games. I don't, I don't know, mate. How old am I? What's the? Well, you look about eighty. So what's the? What's the? Uh, you look about eighty. What's the attraction of this one? There's no crowds. Half the players, half the athletes aren't allowed. They've got their masks on. What do you want to do, mate? I think, only, just... I think we're only allowed about. 20 participants, aren't we? For the, uh, have you got a little Aussie flag there, have you, cuz? Just you can wave it when Australia comes on. You know, you get on, on the there. Topic you of, oh, yeah, look at this. On the topic of little Aussie battlers, two Australian television icons have died recently. Strop today and David Leckie in the last couple of work, about a week or so ago. Yeah, it's so you you wanted to go. You're going to drop that on us at the end of the podcast. Thanks for that. Oh, um, what a great man's drop was. <laughs> yeah, no, right, but absolutely. Rest in peace. He was fantastic. He was fantastic. Dad found him funnier than Hogs by mile. Oh, mate, he was hilarious. But the best thing about him was the fact he had the best looking bird going around ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, on it, yeah. She did, yeah. Yeah. On a good uh, a good Olympic note, just a quick shout out to probably one of our greatest ambassadors now for Australian sport, the great Paddy Mills, um, who will carry the flag um, with Kate Campbell tonight. So that's just an ordinary, uh, ordinary, awesome effort. Uh, slip of the tongue there from uh, <laughs> for Paddy, and it'll be uh, it'll be fantastic. And the on the flag. Yeah, right, mate. Drop it. Uh, <laughs> it'll be uh, it'll be awesome to see to see Patty, and I wish uh, we all wish that Ben Simmons could have pushed everything else aside and and stood next to Patty at this uh, Olympics. So jury's out, but there's fair to say that uh, this young man, Patty Mills, is everything we want in an Australian sportsman, and uh, to be the first Indigenous um, sportsman as well to carry that flag. Uh, hats off to him, mate. So we wish him all the best and bring home gold for us, boy. I'm sure you will. You'll give it your best, that's for sure. So, yeah. yeah. Go, lovey. What a disgrace, Ben Simmons. Sorry. To... What a disgrace. What do you mean? Oh, oh I just think selfish, selfish and shit ass by him. You don't know that. You don't know the backstory. Yeah, there's a big. Yeah, I'm sure there's a big backstory. There's a big that's for, another pod, that's for another podcast. There's, there's a lot of pressure on this. Than, yep, but it's even beyond that. It, it's there's, there's a lot of things that have been said behind him, behind his back, by a lot of people in power in the NBL, in, in Basketball Australia. Hasn't had the support that he was that, that uh, any other sportsman would would be offered. So, as far as I'm concerned, I, if he if he chose not to play and he he wants to focus on his own game, I'd say well. He's entitled to that choice, but there's there's a lot more to it than the Australian public know. Yeah, um, yeah. I actually think they're going to go close, though. I actually think we'll go close. I mean, I'd love for us to be in that final against the against the US. It might not, it might not even be the US the way it's going, but yeah, just a medal. I, I think that Australian basketball team would love the men's. Would love to just get finally just 
crack a medal. It'd be just. Amazing. I think they deserve it. I think, yeah, I agree. It'd be great for them. Sure, it will be. Yeah. Um, and we look forward you got to the that. Right man, so, like you say, Kaz, uh, we might get you to update us on a few Olympic sports that are so on late. This that are probably on late, late at night. So we might. Well, we know you are the man that never sleeps. So maybe you can what, update what, us on archery. One of them the best work. Archery. Archery's another one. Clay shooting. You'd be, a, you'd be a clay clay shooter for sure. But I reckon archery's <laughs> got a bit of a target audience, though. I don't know. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, <laughs> we know we know one thing you haven't got, Cuz, is uh great comedy timing. So, yeah. Your timing was not bad actually. I'll pay that one. And just a quick shout out before shooting. we finish before we finish, uh just a quick shout out to Sunday night or Sunday afternoon with Karen Fields. Please join us at five if you want to listen to some uh, some sweet tunes. Look some forward to it. Tones. Absolutely, and, and boys. A person with a nice voice for a change, apart from us three. Correct. As always, no, it's been my pleasure. Right, see you, boys. Have a good night. See you, lads. Have a Thanks, good one. Guys. See you. Keep us up to date on the skateboarding, cuz. <laughs>